Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And welcome back to Young Bucks, your Pittsburgh Pirates prospect podcast here on DK Sports Radio. My name is Alex Stone. Jared Krugar, I'm looking through the Zoom call right now. Jared, how's it going, man? You didn't say podcast of choice, Alex. I didn't? No. I'm, I'm just winging it. I just did the whole game. We're recording this Thursday night after the game. Right. So both of us had games today. Um, shout out to my Altonaria Junior High School this is going to sound terrible the way that things are right now, our white baseball team. Um, I promise you that we are a diverse organization, (laughs) diverse team. Uh, We had a come from behind victory. Uh, We have two wins on the season, one tie. And um, that's more than the pirates can say. Um, Although their prospects remain undefeated. No, no, you can't transition your way out of that one. I, and you guys might need to workshop that name. What, what Listen, colors we, are you guys? We have maroon and we have white. We're the yeah. white team and they are the maroon team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which, I, I figured that out, but yeah. It was the way you presented it, I think, more than anything. It, no matter how I present it, it's going to sound terrible. Yes. Much like Pirates have played this season. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. We'll transition into something else for you here. <laughs> um, Jared and I, we, we were talking before we got this episode going. And so much about everyone knows the 2021 Major League Pittsburgh Pirates are not going to be a particularly good bunch. There's going to be a lot of focus on the minor leagues and the future and the player development going forward. But it's also a lot of eggs that the Pirates are putting into that player development. And it's something that I've said this multiple times. The last regime's problem wasn't scouting. We, we wouldn't be talking about Tyler Glasnow, Austin Meadows, Charlie Morton, all those guys, if they had just, just terrible scouts, it was the player development. So, Jared, my question for you is, how confident are you that this player development is going to be better under Charrington and Baker? Well, I think I, 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 I'm, kind of, I'm kind of right down the middle because you look at it and, and some of these guys, you, you talked about Glasnow, you talk about the development coming up through the system. They pit Tyler glass. Now might be one of the more dominant pitchers that minor league baseball has seen um, at the double A level, especially. So it, it's it, to me, I, it's, I hope that the biggest thing that they need to do is just continue to build their confidence. Not because let's be real. If you're getting to that level, you've got the stuff, man, you've got everything that you need you've got to go out and perform and you've got to have that confidence and that kind of swagger about you every day. Um, when every time you tow that rubber, um, you see that now with, with Mitch Keller, right? The, the confidence, the, the authority that, that he used to command in double a, you've seen him pitch um, and, and be dominant at the double a level. I saw him pitch and be dominant at the double a level. Now you, you look at the big club. So, so it, it and he, it's not the same by any means. So you, 
you hope that they can build that up. I mean, from what it seems, I have not been to Bradenton. You've been there um, obviously more than I have over the last two seasons, but they're doing what it takes. You have that, the pitchers, the pitchers facility where they, where they're integrating technology, where they're working on spin rates, they're working on those sorts of things, um, which I think is, is great. Um, I think that's huge in the long run, but you've got to keep progressing. You've got to get those guys um, to the level. And, and, and yeah, the physical aspect of it, you can work on spin rate all you want. You can work on, on, on pitch tunneling, um, which you'd be proud of me. I worked on pitch tunneling the other day with, with some of my pitchers at, um, at, at the middle school level. So I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming for you, but, but no, so the, to me, you've got to do that, but it's also the mental game of baseball too. And if you, and I know that the old regime was, was weird with some of the mental games that they played um, in, in the system, good, bad, and different, but you've got to take care of the mental game too. And if, if this regime is able to do that, I think the pirates are in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just because you brought up Keller and glass now, I'm not saying you're comparing the two, but we, we did see, you know, Keller in double A. We saw not saying that this kid ever had like a ton of swagger or anything, but he definitely pitched with more confidence. It's never as bad. It's never been as bad as what happened to glass now in like 2017. Where he oh, no. was just a broken man. Nothing but will every, ever be that bad. Every time you talk to him post game, it looked like right beforehand someone told him, "Hey, your dog died." It, like that was a broken man pitching. Keller is not at that point yet, but yes, I, I agree. The mental part is going to be part of it. I think that's what's nice about hiring John Baker to be uh, the director of player and coaching development because. That was his gig in, with the Cubs. He was the mental skills coach. And uh, I've talked to Bernie Holiday a couple of times. He's, he's a good guy to have in that regard, too. Yes, there has to be mental development also in that. But I think it, it really is going to come down to physical, mechanical. That's going to be the most important aspect of it. And I got to talk to Brian Esposito earlier this month. Or I guess I should say last month because it was technically in March. I talked to him a little before my Hayes feature ran. And I asked him because Espo is one of the few people who was liked by the old regime and liked by the current regime. And I said, what do you see that's different between the two? And he's like, I'm seeing people actually, you know, want, want more impact or input, you know, make it more collaborative. And I think that's, to me, the biggest thing between why I have so much more faith in this go around with the player development, not to say because they realize they don't have all the answers. There's going to be input that minor league coaches have that players have that people who are auxiliary to the players like trainers and, you know, other coaches, you know, places at facilities that they work out at. I think that is going to be the biggest difference between player development now and player development later. And we're not going to have this. Tyler Glass now needs to throw sinkers because everyone else has to throw a sinker. Well, and that's the other thing too, man. I think the biggest thing that this regime is doing is it's allowing everybody to be themselves. You are different than I am, right? We have different writing styles. We have different conversation styles. We have different everything. So for you to come in and try to pretend like you're me or vice versa isn't fair to us. 
So when you come in and you look at guys like, and I know this is a prospect podcast, but you look at guys like a Chris Archer or, or guys like Tyler Glass, not very cool that you want to work on, on different things that, that are out of their comfort zones. Obviously the success isn't going to be there as much as you would like. So letting these guys be individuals yet still pitching to their plan and pitching and, and having that individualized uh, plan and, and performance, I think is huge because everybody pitches differently. Every, no two people are the same. And that's not just baseball, that's life. So you have to be able to kind of maximize your strengths. Like Alex, you could very well go out there and throw the best knuckleball ever. I could come back in and, and throw a nasty uh, uh, like backside slider or backdoor, backdoor cor- curveball. But I, but I just to, to force me to throw a knuckleball, I, I would look, I could probably look like an idiot and the same thing for you. Cause I would honestly, I would like to see you throw left-handed. I think that'd be kind of entertaining, but that's for another I'd podcast. Be horrible. Horrible. <laughs> well, listen, I made it this I'm not far. so great right-handed either. <laughs> There's that too. That's why he's, that's why he's got carpal tunnel, but that's the thing. You have to be able to individualize things. And when you're able to individualize things, that's going to bode well for you moving forward because now you're not pitching to the same thing. You're not pitching to get ground balls. You're pitching because you have confidence in yourself and your ability. And when you go out and, and you tow that rubber, no matter what level you're at, from little league to whatever, and you have that confidence, you have that swagger, that is huge. And honestly, it, it might be even bigger than the physical aspects of the sport. I, I do appreciate that you gave me a little love my knuckleball a little bit of love it, i used to have a pretty good one in little league days i well i just wanted to save your fingertips to type okay well we'll go with that hey we're gonna take a break whenever we come back jared and i are gonna talk about what what excites us more about this farm system going forward pitchers or the hitters Bucks, your Pittsburgh Pirates podcast of choice. There you go. I did that just for you, Jared. I'm so happy you you entered the second segment like that. I was seriously going to have to drive to Pittsburgh, not tonight or maybe not tomorrow, but really going to get you um get you for that one. But I'm just so glad that you did. So, Alex, I mean, we've talked about different prospects. We talked about the development of them, but what excites you the most, really, about what? what we've got in the farm system. So uh, what we can have potentially in this farm system this year. See, I'm not, I'm just going to go with what's in the farm system right now. I'm not even going to talk about rocker or lighter, you know, potentially being in this mix also, but it's so much fun to talk about those guys. I, I know there's Hypo- so much time. hypotheticals are so great because even if they don't happen, it's still cool to talk about them. Right. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. We, we've got a whole we got months until then i'm sure we're going to talk about them but just the people who are quite literally in the farm system right now i'm still more excited for the pitching than the hitting and that's not i'm down on the hitting but i look at these arms and i look at someone like brendan malone who has a good developing breaking ball he can touch 100 on the heater 
you know, this is a guy who was a first round draft pick, you know, a lot of promising stuff. And then you look as like this guy theoretically might not have a spot in the rotation because there are so many other good pitching prospects available. There's Priester, there's Majinski, there's whatever happens to Thomas, what happens to Bolton, what happens to all these guys. Like there's, it's a deep, deep system. I had to like find a way to get Michael Burroughs, the guy who I really like, who just gets a ton of spin and movement, find a way to squeak him on 10th whenever we did our top 10 pitchers and hitters list like okay this is my 10th best pitcher right now i'm excited and, and it's this is weird of course you know last week we kind of agreed on certain things but now we're back i i want to see the hitters because to replicate live at bats might be the single hardest thing to do in a practice atmosphere um than you would think because no think about it you're you're when you're practicing and even if you're throwing live, even if you're throwing a live BP session on the field, whether it's at pirate city, whether it's at the alternate site or wherever, those pitchers are throwing behind an L screen. So you're seeing the ball a little differently um, out of their hand. You're still seeing it out of their hand and you're seeing it live, but it's so much different because just your, the visuals are, are a little different, right? The background's a little different. You're in, but these guys haven't faced live, live pitching in a game outside of spring training since last year. And so now that spring, the, the minor league spring training has, has gotten underway, it, you know, it, I want to see how they adjust to that because as a hitter, getting your timing down is, is super hard in a normal situation, right? So getting and being able to kind of adjust to not seeing that and, and, Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Some of these situations that these kids and these guys had um, in in the offseason last year and, and all season really was not ideal. You're not at Pirate City all the time. You're not at your your home stadium or your your team stadium. You're at local high schools. You're at local adult league fields. You're at local fields in general. And that in itself. You know, you know, if you're if you're blessed to be at the alternate side, that's great. Um, but like, if you're not, man, you have to scramble to to really get some quality work in, and that makes that even harder as a hitter, especially as a pitcher. I can go find any. Well, I I can go find anybody who can handle me. I can throw seventy five to eighty, but these guys that throws 95, 96, you have to find somebody that's able to throw. Or some not somebody that's able to throw, but somebody that's able to handle that. As a hitter, man, you're not gonna get those types of that those types of situations, those types of reps in an in 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 your hometown more than likely. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that second point because you brought up the L screen, and that is true. You are getting it at a different angle, it's leaving the hand a little different. But more importantly, you're just not facing, you know, comparable stuff. You're not facing, you know, anything in the nineties or stuff with break you just can't find guys like that. So that's what really matters there. I, I, I'll agree that the hitters, this is going to be a more telling year for them because pitchers, it's easier to, Hey, I, I found a mound. I can send bullpens to a pitching coach in the organization, you know, and do work that way. But yeah, I, this is, 
an organization that whenever they were good from 2013 and 2015, it was led by the pitching. And it's tough to do anything right now if you're not led by pitching. And there are legitimate prospects here. Enough legitimate prospects that if some of them don't hit or are, or are only relievers, they have some depth, depth, especially once they add that lighter or rocker into the mix also. So I, it kind of reminds me of like what the Mets rotation was supposed to be in like 2015, 2016, whenever they had all those crazy young arms. Oh, 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 man. That's a really good comparison. Yeah. And I know that it didn't end up in a World Series, but, you know, if there are five people that you really couldn't blame, it was, you know, DeGrom, Wheeler, Syndergaard, Mats, and uh, oh, why can I not think of the other one? Was Harvey on that staff? Harvey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love Harvey, Harvey just kind of crapped out though. Well, yeah. Well, you there are a lot more issues in the Mets organization back then. Um, the but, Mets are a mess forever. <laughs> the Metropolitans, you can't spell mess without Metropolitans. Um, but no, that's the thing too. Um, or text message. Uh, but so that's a that's a story for another day. But you know, you you look at it. Hitting a baseball, and I tell this to my to my players all the time, right? Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing you can do um, because you have to hit a round ball with a round object, and you have to hit it square. And if you don't, you know, hitters, man, pitchers will to me will always have the advantage because if you're out there and you're commanding your stuff, it's almost impossible to hit. Um, so you, the pitchers have all the advantage here. Um, so I want to see how these hitters develop and how they've kind of, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get on site with some of these guys because I want to see how they, how they handled it because there's only so much T work. There's only so much soft toss, front toss, so many different drills that you can do that simulate at game speed or simulate game at bats. But at the end of the day, it's just not the same. It's just oh. not at all the same. So I'm very interested to see, you know, when they break camp and they go to their sites and they go to Greensboro, Bradenton, Altoona, Indy, wherever, how they handled it. Because that to me is going to tell you how much, number one, a guy wants to be there and how much they want to, to grow and continue up the, the ladder, but also like how good a player really is. I'm very interested to see how this kind of plays out because to me, this this could be a very pitcher dominant, pitcher inflated start to the season, and I think that could skew a lot of different things. I guess just to wrap up, one one more point that I want to get your input on. Um, I, I agree that this is probably going to be pitcher skewed at least early on. So, not saying that you ever put too much stock in minor league at bats or not minor league at bats, minor league stats for either hitters or pitchers. But with this, do you have to take even less into account for hitters? Whatever that's, whenever it's like, look, we, we know you haven't faced live pitching in 18 months. It's okay that you're not catching up to a Brennan Malone fastball or Quentin Priester curveball right out of the gate. Let's just try try to get swings better at bats. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me, what I want to see out of hitters is quality at bats. So if you're going up 
and you're in into one, two, 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 oh, two counts, and you're striking out, you're grounding into the dirt, and one, two, three, or four pitches, five pitches, that's less than ideal. I want to go up and see the quality of the bat because that's going to tell you a little bit more about where you're at as a hitter. Um, to me, at least, when I, I and I and I want to I want to keep pivoting back to to coaching because as a coach, you want to see quality at bats. You don't want to see a guy go up there and swing and miss three times or or go up there looking. So you, if to me, when you see a quality at bat and you see. Maybe even you look at foul balls and, and whether they're yanked or whether they're pulled or, or whether they're popped up, you know, you can learn about, you can learn from a hitter for every swing. So you're looking at their, their feet, their hands, everything. But to me, the quality of bats are really the, the stat that I want to see be there. Because for me, if I'm a quality at bat, I'm getting six pitches, seven pitches, maybe even eight pitches in that bat. And when that happens, you're, you're seeing more pitches, but you're also see you're also getting that pitcher up there in pitch count because I would imagine that there's going to be a limit on, on a lot of these pitchers uh, as they break camp, as they build and, and gear up for the rest of the season. So, so to me, if a hitter can come out and have a quality at bat, um, not necessarily barreling the ball up, but having a good quality at bat, putting the ball in play. I think that's going to be a great indicator of what they're going to be able to do um, moving forward. Hey, we're going to take one more break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to Young Bucks. Um, the Alex Stump podcast of choice for prospects in the Pittsburgh organization. I want to start this. I want to start this segment off by apologizing. Last week, I spoke of Cabrian Hayes' injury history. Alex Stump talked of his rookie status. Man, I am just so sorry that I jinxed Cabrian Hayes. Um, obviously, he goes hurt. No sooner than a few hours after this podcast was released. And I take full ownership of that. If you want to ban me from PNC Park for the next few weeks, maybe even a couple months, that's fine with me. However, I take full ownership of Jinx and Cabrian Hayes and jeopardizing anything that comes of him um, and his swings. But that is what I learned this week, Alex. How about you? I, I, I had the same similar thought of we shouldn't ever say that a prospect is going to get enough plate appearances or innings pitched to graduate that week. We're not doing that ever again. Tough lesson. We, he was given uh, a, a slight wrist injury at, mm. on, you know, as punishment to us. Uh, the, uh, the other thing I learned this week that I didn't like, and he's a friend of both Jared and mine, so we, and he was on this radio station for a long time, so we just got to give a quick shout-out to our buddy Noah Hiles, who is battling COVID right now. He's got to kick its butt, but, you know, just – I know a lot of people liked him. Just spread the word there. He's got a kick butt there. Don't worry about it, but it's just so everyone has him in their minds. Right, and, and- – The guy – the guy – sends me a snapchat of his hospital room 
And he's like, you know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, this would be really nice. He's showing me all the the amenities like he's a realtor. <laughs> it's great. No, and are and, you glass half fooling? <laughs> hey, I've been hospitalized. <laughs> So that's funny, Alex. You're the only one on this show or a friend of the show that really hasn't been hospitalized because I was in the emergency room a couple weeks ago for my leg. Um, Noah, obviously with COVID, and we wish him all the best. Noah's a great friend of both of ours. But, you know, um, everything that that Noah was able to do um, for us, I know he's been a huge help uh, for me. Um, So we wish all the best to Noah um, and his recovery. and, And hopefully maybe there's some David Buster's um, in his future, but Alice, you need to wrap yourself in a bubble, man. Everybody that kind of you're associated with on podcasts has been um, injured, so maybe you're the black cat of the organization. Yeah, really. or, the, or or the goat, or the um, the. Oh, I'm the goat. I'm the goat. That's how we're ending this. That's how we're ending. You're a goat, not the goat. There's a difference. No, I'm the goat. I'm the goat. All right, so um, Billy Go- three Billy Goats Gruff. Um, this has been the Young Bucks podcast on DK Sports Radio. For your host, Alex Stump, this has been Jared Pregar. We thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we wish you all the best. We'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.